Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Get Real. You're listening to Brenda. And Ashley, and today we're going to be doing a different type of episode. We're pretty much going to be answering all the questions that you guys have been sending in. So we asked some questions on YouTube. You guys sent us a whole bunch of DMs. And if you ever want to be a part of one of these episodes or get advice, make sure to DM us on our Instagram. Let's get real the podcast. So before we even get into the questions, I guess we could do a little recap again on like what's been going on. Brenda, what have you been up to? We're still going in the quarantine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, again, just trying to keep busy as best as I can. I know recently I've been um, binging on some Netflix. There's this show. <laughs> it's actually called, like, it's like trashy TV, mm. you know, pretty much like. Is it too hot to line. handle? Yeah, I've been watching that too. Oh, my God. I haven't finished it yet, though. <laughs> did you finish it? No, no, no. no. Okay. Or did it's you? It's pretty good. There's like, I did finish it. There's only eight episodes, mm-hmm. so it was <laughs> it wasn't too bad. But uh, I don't like it as much as I liked Love is Blind, but it is a good trashy TV show if you're looking for something to watch. If you like that show, you'll love, like, this sounds so bad because it's such trash TV, but you'll love um, Love Island. Have you watched it? No. It is a lot, like, too hot to handle, but it's so much better, and they have a higher budget, and the people are more attracted. It's just, like, a really good show, and it's funny, and it's raunchy, and it's just, like, it has more plot to it. Maybe I'll check it out. Watch it. It's perfect for quarantine. I also started, I also started watching um, The Last Dance, the one with uh, Michael Jordan. i never seen that. I think that's what it's called, right? Oh, is that like yeah, the bio- biopic or whatever? Biopic? It's like a documentary of like Michael Jordan. It's like literally two. There's I think there's only two episodes right now, but it's super long. It's like 50 minutes each episode. Oh, my God. It's pretty long. It's a movie. But, yeah, I've been just binging on Netflix a lot. Um, Haven't really done too, too much around. This week, I kind of just chilled, laid back. Mm -hmm. The weather's been shit, too. Like, it's been snowing and raining. It's been shit. It was hailing the other day. Yeah. How about you? What have you been up to? I've been watching trash TV as well. Um, My friend's been over all week. So we've literally just been in quarantine together. And that's been fun. Um, We've, like, cooked. We've gone to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, we've just kind of been, like, working on our own stuff, hanging out, watching movies. I saw the Cheetah Girls yesterday. That was fun. Um, Yeah, I guess just, like, passing the time, really, because this week wasn't, like, a heavy work week for me. I haven't been learning anything new, nothing crazy. Just, like, I feel like the weeks are dragging on and melting into each other. And I think I'm starting to go crazy. Like, I'm starting to really miss things like thrifting. I want to I go thrifting so bad. I want to go to dinner. That's what I'm saying. I'm wondering how long that kind of stuff will, like, I don't be even okay know. to do. I like thrifting, I think, is going to take a while, which is so sad because it's, it's used clothing that people are bringing. Like, I don't think it's safe for the employees. Um, yeah, for sure. But then, like, dinners, I think, will come back eventually. But they're just going to, like, have people sit further apart. It's just, like, so sad. Like, I just want to leave the house. Oh, my God. But my thing what i'm it. looking forward to is traveling again because like i know uh like even if it is okay like i don't know like when i will feel okay to do it exactly you know, like my thing is like i don't even like i don't mind traveling but my biggest fear is like getting super sick while i'm not in my own country because if you know like <gasps> toronto has so the best health care so it's so like scary. if i go to like dominican or mexico or something like what if i die there oh my god that is terrifying and then you can't even go on a flight because like you're sick they're not gonna let you on right that is terrifying i want to try i was supposed to like we didn't book it but we were talking about a trip to la in june which would have been great i wanted to go to new york in the summertime i wanted to go to montreal i wanted to go to all these places and like it's just not happening i now. had a mexico trip booked next month and i had to freaking cancel it i was that so is so upset. sad my friend had to cancel her miami birthday week and her trip to the philippines and my sister um she has a trip too in august oh is it august i thought it was july no it's august honestly like i don't see it happening but like i don't want to put that energy out there but she has like a whole ass trip like europe she's going like portugal poland i don't even know like i don't know where she's going but a lot of places so it kind of sucks i know it's so sad it's, it really sucks but like we're healthy so i guess that's good i know that's what i'm saying like when i whenever i think of these things like yeah it sucks and it's shitty but i keep just telling myself like it could be worse so just be appreciative of like the situation Mm -hmm. and what you have going for you because a lot of people you know are going through worse right now 
And think about this. This is what I thought about the other day. We live in Canada. Um, so if we get the Rones, Miss Rona, <laughs> if we get it, we, we can go to the doctor and like get taken care of and not have a $2,000 bill. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine you so go to the true. States. Like who, like if you live in, in, the, in America, it's not like you fucking asked for coronavirus, but if you get it, then you're stuck and you have to pay all this money to go to the doctor and for medication it's crazy and the worst part is like they're doing well they're not doing as bad as no they're still doing pretty bad no they're doing worse than us way worse than us no for sure for like worse than us but i'm saying like before like it kind of steeped down a little bit but they're still doing pretty pretty bad like they're high in the the curve i mean it's not really (laughs) flat but (laughs) maybe like a little centimeter lower than what it was but oh my god i've been hearing good news these last two days though i'm not gonna lie like i like recently this morning actually when i was eating my breakfast i saw that we have more recovery numbers than we do of new cases so okay that's good that's That's good and then i also heard that in the beginning they estimated that eighty thousand people would be um no i think it was get this virus no, they, they estimated four, 300,000 and not even 40,000 people have it. I think that's what it was. Oh, I thought it was 80 and now they estimated they changed it to 20,000. See these numbers, though? That's the thing. Like, everybody sees something different. So I don't know. All I know is as that, long like, as, we're as okay. long as the numbers are dropping and they're shrinking, like, regardless if the number was 140, 40, 80, and now it's like 10, 20, then yeah. that's promising. So. <sighs> yeah. Oh man. Okay, on to, on to the episode. No more Corona talk. <laughs> All right. So today, as Ashley said, basically we asked um, on our YouTube page for you guys to send us questions, advice, anything you guys want us to talk about. So we did get some response. Um, we got people asking us for a lot of advice. So I guess we'll just I'll read them, and then we'll you know answer each other's or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll start off with the first question here. So the person says that I'm in a really difficult long-distance relationship with my boyfriend, and he doesn't have a phone, and I really, and I never really have the courage to call his mom and ask to talk to him. I don't know what to do. I hate Corona. Um, so I'm confused. I guess what he was it? basically she's in a relationship with this guy and this guy doesn't have a phone and she feels weird calling the mom saying hey can i talk to my man oh i didn't hear that she, he doesn't have a phone part okay i guess i'm not that confused yeah. um, he doesn't have a phone sucks. and i never really have the courage to call his mom that's what she said that really sucks um do you have any advice for this i mean first of all why doesn't your man have a phone? Why are you getting a man with no phone? Like, what is that about? <laughs> Unless she's really and, young. Yeah, I don't know how old this girl is, but I just feel like if you're in, like, your teens, late teens, 20s, I feel like your man should have a phone. And, I mean, it's not the end of the world if he doesn't because you're saying, like, you feel bad calling his mom. There's FaceTime. There's Google Duel. There's, like, Skype. There's... Yeah, we need a phone for that. You just need Wi-Fi. Yeah, but you still need a phone or, like, an iPod Touch. Well, doesn't he have, like, a tablet? Yeah, this is strange. I don't know. Like, if I were you, personally, I would, like, get the balls to call the mom at least once and then tell your man, listen, I don't want to call you, so you call me at least three times a week. You know what I mean? Like, have that one conversation with him. Does MSN still work? MSN's been dead, Brenda. No one uses MSN anymore. It's gone. Well, it's, I mean, if it's 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 dead. It's it's gone. They but literally he, like honestly, ended it. You can use Skype though. Like you don't need a phone for Skype. Yeah, but it's literally maybe just he webcam. doesn't have a computer. This is a weird question. I'm not gonna lie. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm not gonna say your username. I'm so sorry, girl. Um, yeah, no. I think that she should really just like t- like call the mom at least once, and then tell the boyfriend like, hey. I don't feel comfortable calling your mom, so you're going to have to be the one that always calls me because I don't want to call your mom. So why don't we just yeah, like schedule enough. times to talk? So why don't you call me Thursday at 8, Saturday at 2, the, so you know you're going to get that call from him. Just make sure you're available and that you answer your phone. But like, just you need to call the mom at least once to get a hold of him if he's not calling you. But also, like, why is he not calling you? This is weird. This is a strange question. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so this person asked, is it possible to stay friends with an ex? 
this is this is what I think. I've read this somewhere and I can see why people believe in this. It said if you're friends with your ex, you you are either still in love with them or never were. Damn, that's Yeah. That is deep. Yeah, I feel like if you can be friends with them, it's probably because you're either like I love them, so I want to have them in my life in any way I can get them whether that be a friend or a lover or whatever or you just never loved them so you're able to be like yeah we can be friends but like I think that if it's like the first one where you still have so much love for them that you're just like I just want to have them in my life and you're friends with them it's kind of it's like you're either going to end up hurt all over again or you're going to end up back together because like I just think that eventually someone's going to get hurt because someone's going to get in a new relationship or be hooking up with other people and it's just going to get a little bit messy and I think it's possible but I mean you got to really put your feelings in check and and be true to them if you're doing it that's my yeah. take I mean, I 100% agree with you. I think it really depends on the situation and the person because if the situation between you and that ex, like, and things ended poorly, then I don't think there's any type of relationship, friendship, anything you can develop because there's no yeah. self-respect, right? Yeah. So if things ended poorly, I think you're just hurting yourself by letting that person into your life again, even if it is just to be friends. Um, however, I feel like the breakup was mutual between the two of you even then i don't think you can be friends right away because Mm -mm. because there's still you need to like cover up that patch like you need to get over the relationship itself before you try to develop um some type of friendship but again it really depends on the person and it really depends on how things ended between the two but no matter what regardless if you're trying to be friends i don't think it's something that can happen from one day to the next i think it's something that you have to like kind of get over like give it a year or two Um, that's a long time (laughs) no i think that's because if you think about it like even if you're not with someone and you're trying to be friends with that person then you're always gonna try to think about how things used to be i'm not gonna even lie like it's gonna happen you're gonna you're gonna be like oh i remember when we used to do this i remember when we used to do that that's true if you're in a relationship and he's in a relationship and you guys are genuinely just trying to be friends then maybe but again like if i wasn't in a relationship well i am in a relationship but if my boyfriend told me hey i'm trying to be friends with my ex i'd be like what the fuck yeah i would think that's weird i would too i would not like that i just think in general it's really hard i think you guys can be like cool with each other like you know send each other happy birthday messages and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i think in like hanging out and like being friends i don't think that can ever happen to be quite honest with you it's just it depends i've seen it happen but i don't know at the end of the day to me i don't think that's ever going to be genuine like a genuine friendship between the two i think it always has that time limit like it, it's somebody's gonna get into a relationship and then you're gonna have to stop being friends because that person's gonna like replace you in a way so i just feel like there's no really there's no real point in being like good friends after a breakup and it just sucks it sucks because like that person could be your best friend at one point in your life and then they're just not it's true it's It's very true a lot of people even say like it sucks because when you lose your boyfriend you lose your best friend right 100 percent, you do Mm -hmm. you lose two people in one which sucks but yeah I'm sure if you guys both put the effort and it's something you both want to do, it will work. But again, it's not going to happen from one day to another. So Mm -hmm. you have to put in that effort. So the person here says, hey, could you possibly talk about overcoming shyness, especially with boys? Because I tend to overthink everything and Mm -hmm. mess things up myself. And also how to talk to boys. Can I answer this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so like I... I was really, really shy, and I had, like, no experience with guys for a long time, um, probably until I was 18, and because I didn't like anybody at my fucking high school because they were all trash. Sorry, (laughs) they were all trash. So, like, at 18 is when I started talking to a guy for the first time that, like, actually gave me attention back, and I didn't know what to do because I was so shy, 
And I think that like when you're shy, sometimes you put too much pressure on yourself to like be more outgoing or be more funny or be more this because you think that's what the person wants to see. But like you actually have to just be yourself. And I know that sounds cheesy, but if you're shy and quiet, then be that. You don't have to be extra to make it seem like you're like, you know, cooler or this or likable because like that's going to get exhausting really quick. And if somebody falls in love with you or starts to like you because of that, you're going to have to keep it up. And that's going to be that's that's not that's not healthy um so like to overcome the shyness i think it's important to start like building a friendship before talking to someone because once you're friends you're more comfortable so you'll show your personality more um so if you build that friendship then it's better for you and then you'll come out of your shell but if you just try and jump into like a talking stage you're not going to know what the fuck to do and you're going to be awkward and you're going to be shy yeah i agree i feel like the thing is as a young teenager I find that it's it's hard to talk to guys because especially in like Mm -hmm. high school I feel like a lot of guys are jerks like they can be assholes so it's hard because you're trying to get that I guess experience talking to people but it's not always easy especially I find in high school because people can be really mean during that that stage of life but I think the best thing to do is find someone who you don't necessarily find attractive because I think that yeah. when you start to develop feelings, you find it harder to talk to this person. Mm-hmm. So just try to talk to a guy. Like if you're working, you know, see someone who you could be friends with or even at school, maybe like not the hottest guy in the world, someone that it's you find it easy to talk to. So when you start to develop that courage just to talk to any guy, mm-hmm. then at least you can semi-talk to people who you slowly start to find attractive. Because I know that is usually the hardest part for teenagers is just finding the courage to go up to the person you like and just having a genuine conversation. So That's so true. I never realized that you got to practice with the ugly guys. <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that. But I remember that's how I started getting comfortable with guys. Because yeah. I, would, I would work with people or I would be like grouped with people in my first year of college that like I wasn't attracted to but I started like understanding male energy and started learning how to like get along with a guy and then like when I started talking to more attractive guys I like knew what I was doing so start practicing with the ugly guys sorry (laughs) and honestly like honestly like guys are just very um especially during high school I find that they're very like quirky and they're very like cocky so just try to be funny and try to be like not necessarily like try to be someone else but kind of find what this person is interested in and like what they like to talk about so then when you talk about it it kind of feels like a genuine conversation mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you go into an interview right you research on the company you're going to yeah. to get interviewed by so you know little things that you know if they say talk about something you can point in in a fun fact about it so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like oh shit this girl knows what she's talking about and it makes you kind of join in on the conversation like it makes you engage more so i feel like if you find something that this person you know is interested in and again try to do a person who you're not necessarily attracted to and then with time i think you'll be able to talk to any guy you want yeah i think so too i think that's a good way of doing it um then this person said do you ever fear that people don't see you the same way you see yourself how the fuck do you get over fear damn that's also a very deep question but honestly if you're hanging out with people who don't see you the way that you see yourself i feel like that is something that is it's it's either a problem with you or with the person because you're either portraying yourself to be someone you're not or the person mm-hmm. doesn't value you as who you are, so they're not really giving you the time of day that you deserve. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it could be that for sure. Um, it depends on who you're with, but I think another aspect of it could be if you're not self-aware, do you see yourself for who you truly are? Like, Is it that people aren't seeing you, or is it that you don't realize who who you are and what you're putting out because I remember for a large part of my life like I don't know like I've had certain ideas of myself that I really thought I was and then like I realized that everyone around me like didn't see that and I was like wait am I actually this I wish I had an example for you guys but I can't think of any I'd be like wait am I actually this and I'm like wait I'm not and everybody the way that everybody was seeing me was right and 
it's because I wasn't self-aware enough to be like, oh, okay, this is who I am. Because sometimes you just like put these blinders on and you think that you are a certain way. Like, I thought I was outgoing for a minute there. I'm like, no, I'm shy as fuck. Like, I remember I had like a period of my life where I thought I was outgoing in college. And then I realized I had like no friends for a year. And it was because I couldn't talk to people. And I thought I'm outgoing, but it's like, I'm not. I'm shy. You know? But that's my thing, right? It's like, you're fearful of it because it's not who you truly are. It's kind of something that you're trying to change or you're trying to get into just because you feel like the way your life is going isn't how you expected it to be, if that makes sense. Do you mean, like, for because example, like the shy example? Yeah. I think the but thing I am is shy. too, like... No, exactly. You are shy, but you were saying how you thought that you were a very outgoing person. But it's probably because oh, you're putting that in your head. And I was you trying saying, like, to I be wanna... outgoing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's my thing. It's like if it's not something you're used to or you know it's not a part of you. Like, it's, For example, if you're an artist and you're just getting into it because you see everybody else drawing and they're mm-hmm. painting and you're like, oh, that's cool. Let me try it. But it's not something that you're passionate about. It's just something you're trying to experiment on. Then it's going to the outcome of it is going to be different because you're doing it for a purpose and they're doing it because they enjoy doing it and it's Mm -hmm. who they are Mm -hmm. so it's really like i think with that question i think just by looking at the word fear it's something that you have to kind of like overcome exactly you have to overcome it it's something you Mm -hmm. have to feel comfortable with before you start to show yourself as who you are. But also, who gives a fuck if people don't see you the way you see yourself? Like, if you are self-aware and you see yourself a certain way and you know that you are this way, then, like, I understand there's a fear associated with, like, oh, people might not see me the way they see myself, but, like, who gives a fuck? Because if you know who you are, why does it matter what other people perceive you as? Like, that's not that's not your concern because the right people will see you for who you truly are. And, you know, I think that you have to kind of work on not caring what people think about you yeah a lot of self-love yeah that's gonna help out a lot okay so the next one is hey i don't know how to say this but i like this guy who is three years older than me and he's also my brother's friend should i hold on or should i just forget about him forget about him oh my gosh (laughs) forget about him that's not gonna end well i'm sorry it could it could you guys could get married but like i just don't think it's worth it that's your brother's friend don't fuck that up there's men there's so many men out there but like what if this is her soulmate if this was her soulmate she wouldn't be questioning it she would already be dating him or she would already have made a move made the decision because when you meet a soulmate you know like i said but i just feel like three years older than you is not the biggest deal but depending on your age but, like, your brother's friend, and it's your older brother, like, you don't want to, f- You don't, that's your brother's friend, like, you don't want to interfere with that, because what if, no, I don't think it's worth it, I wouldn't Honestly, it. okay, I'm gonna be straight up with you, again, the three years is not a big thing, depending on who you are, if you're, like, 16 and this guy's, yeah. like, 23, then, like, you know, there's an issue. Uh, this is a little well, more than three years, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, sorry, if you're, like, like, you know, underage, and he's, like, you know, he's going to look like a pedophile if you guys yeah. date, then that's a problem. Yeah. But that is not really the biggest thing. I think, yeah, it's the whole brother thing. But I think if you really, like, if this is truly something you want to do, I think the first thing is talking to your brother about it. Mm-hmm. Because, A, your brother knows that guy, like, in and out. If that's his, like, really close friend, he knows whether or not he's a fuckboy or he just likes to, you know, have fun with chicks. Like, he'll know whether or not that friend it's worth is... worth Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then talk to your brother about it because maybe he's cool about it. Maybe this guy, you know, he really likes this guy and he's such a genuine guy and he wouldn't mind his friend dating his sister. Because I've seen that happen before where you're dating your your brother's sister like it's weird like my friend it is weird my friend did that and she ended up having a baby with the guy and now the brother and the guy are not friends and they have a baby together and they constantly have to like interact yeah but that's with anybody if you if you had an older brother and some guy you know got you pregnant he's not gonna like you he's not gonna like him after he leaves you yeah but i think that like god forbid they break up now you kind of like fucked up a friendship because now it's like he doesn't want to come to the house or like the brother feels bad hanging with the ex. You know, but that's why I messy. think it's something. 
it's something you have to talk to your brother about. If he's cool yeah. with it and he's fine, it's kind of like when you ask one of your friends if it's cool if you date one of their exes. Like you um, have to have who, ha- who no <laughs> is no that's so wrong. No, have you ever done that? Hey, can I date your ex? <laughs> no, I've never done that. But I'm just I'm just saying I'm sure it happens. Where true, some people have no boundaries. Yeah, I don't know. In my opinion, I say it's not worth it. But like maybe just listen to Brenda. I'm just saying that if if this is something you really want and you really genuinely have feelings for him, it's not like oh he looks so cute and that's it. Cause like yeah, that's like, oh my just God, he's whatever. So hot. Like, if it's something you truly think that you can develop a relationship with, then the first thing would do, the first thing you should do is talk to your brother and say, hey, listen, I think such and such is cute. Is it okay if I try to talk to him? Like, not saying that it's going to happen, but, you know, like, I just want to shoot my shot. And if he's like, you know what, like, he's a dick, don't do it, then just listen to your brother because he probably knows him better than you know him. So. But also, if you and your brother don't have the relationship that you can kind of, like, talk to each other like that and you can ask him about it, then don't do it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't, don't do, do it. it. But if you do, ask him. Oh, my God. This person asked, how do you deal with toxic, ignorant, judgmental, unsupportive haters? I'm dealing with it at the moment with family. And right now I'm stuck because I don't have my own home, but I'm working on bettering myself and making a life for myself. And they don't like that because they have no life. This is my biggest issue right now. Okay, so huh, that's that's tough because, again, it's what I say. It's what I tell people. Like, it's harder when there's, like, toxicness in the family because if it's a friend, you can kind of just let mm-hmm. it go and snip, move snip. on. But when it's your family, it's a little bit harder because even though you want to, like, leave, at the end of the day, they're part of your family. And especially because by the sound of it, it seems like your internal family, like the people you live with. Yeah. So that's that's pretty tough. I feel like everyone has their own family issues. So mm-hmm. this is a good question. And even like dealing with bettering yourself when you have like um, kind of toxic family is really hard because you want to better yourself and you want to do the work. But it's like how when you have all this external this external environment that's so negative that it's like, where do I start? Because every time you kind of start, you feel like you're getting pulled back, I feel. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard. But I feel like when it comes to your family, like, at the end of the day, they're going to say things. It's like people who find a career in something that their parents don't necessarily, like, support. They're going to mm-hmm. be, you know, questioning certain things. They're probably going to doubt you on certain things. But I feel like if it's something you're passionate about and something, you know, like, certain dreams and, and things you want to achieve, it's going to be tough for you again. But I feel like just try to ignore it as best as you can. And, you know, maybe that is also going to be a motivation for you to work even harder because you're trying to prove something to them. True. So my best advice for you is just try to ignore it as best as you can. Obviously not cut your family out because who knows, maybe they're just going through a tough time on accepting certain things about you. So just kind of let it go. Let them know that, you know, you would appreciate their support if they if they can be more supportive about your decisions, have that conversation with them. And if it's a consistent thing where they're still putting you down, then just try to let it go and keep doing you. And then just try to work hard so you can get out of that situation. That's the best, that's the yeah. best thing I can say. I think that's important, trying to get like out of the situation. No, if you know it's not the environment for you, work hard to get out. But also, like I understand sometimes that's not um, the easiest thing. So I think what's important too is like understanding yourself and your worth and what you do and being proud of it so that no matter what people say, you know who you are, you know what you're doing, you know you're on the right path and like people won't really, you know, shut you down because I know like my path is not what my parents wanted. Like, you know, they don't want their daughter to freaking drop out of school and move out and pursue their YouTube channel full time. Like that's like that's not ideal as a parent, especially coming from a traditional family. So like I know that I had not necessarily I just didn't have the most support. I'm gonna say that. Um so that was hard, but because I knew what I was doing, my worth, my goals, my vision, like no matter what people say in my family, not saying that they were toxic or like mean, but like no matter what people say I was like, that's okay because I know what I'm doing and I know that I'm on the right path. So just make sure you're doing what you can to be on the right path so that people that have negative shit to say 
won't be able to like knock you down because you're like cool that's what you think but like i know where i'm going and i think that's important. yeah i agree I think mm-hmm. honestly just finding the courage to just be happy with what you do and if it's something you're passionate about and you love doing then it's going to make you want to work hard for it and then just keep telling yourself that this is only temporarily you living with your family right when times are better and you finally you know get where you want to get just know that you'll have a happier outcome right it's kind of like I know I always related to school but not everyone likes school but you know at the end of the road that it there's a purpose for it and the purpose is hopefully going to be a good outcome mm-hmm All right, so the next question here is, I need help with motivation. I'm having a hard time staying focused and letting life get in the way. Need need advice on how to overcome this obstacle? Take Adderall. Take Adderall. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm sorry. Um, Nah, I think, honestly, I know some days are harder than others in order to find the motivation to keep working and to keep going, but that's why I always say it's important to love what you do and have some type of desire in what you do whether it's like the littlest thing that you know helps you wake up every morning to do it or if it's something that you find you know enjoyment out of so I think it's just finding that core piece that helps you want to keep going I agree I think it's that but what's rooted in that um like find out what you love but also find out why you love it so get to the root of like what your purpose is so for example let's say you're a songwriter and you love making music and that's like what you do that's your passion like you love writing songs you want to put music out right but like why do you love writing songs like is it because you like reaching out to people is it because you like helping people through tough times because once you find out like what the root of it is i think it'll give you more motivation to get up in the morning like for me i like making youtube content because it helps people understand themselves it helps people better themselves and I help people like episodes like this on the podcast. I love these. Brenda loves these because we're helping people. Right. So that's what yeah. kind of wakes us up in the morning to get the content out there because we know that we could be like changing someone's live or life or changing someone's perspective on something. So whatever it is that you're trying to focus on and work towards, I understand that you probably know that you love it. But like, why do you love it? What is it that drives you? What is it that's like making you want to do it? Figure that out and then remind yourself of that every time you're like in bed and lazy. Like you think it's easy for me to fucking work from home and wake up early and make my coffee and put full face of makeup on to not leave the house? No. I mean, that sounds so silly because like people are like doing way more. But like it's just it's not fun sometimes. Right. But like I'm like, okay, I know why I'm doing it. So I can I just I just suck it up and do it sometimes when I'm not in the mood. So like, yeah, figure out your purpose, I think. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Figure out your purpose, find something you love, and let that be your motivation. Mm -hmm. Again, even, like, doing that, um, you know, doing a chart of goals and telling yourself why you're doing it and then reminding yourself what the outcome will be if you continue it. So that could also help, you know, motivate you to keep going. Because a lot of people, yeah, because a lot of people, it's like when people are trying to lose weight, right? If they see a progression, then they're going to want to keep going. If they see no results then they're just like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. So maybe that will help too, right? Write it out and write what it is you're doing and what the purpose of it is for. And then keep looking at it and keep reminding yourself. And every time you feel like you want to give up, just remind yourself why you're really doing it. Exactly. I need advice about who is your friend and who is not and how to get over depression. It would really mean a lot if you've seen this. That one's deep. That one is really deep. Um, When it comes to depression, man, that's tough because I know a lot of people go through, like, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, all these other things that are out there. But um, the biggest thing is just trying trying to keep positive, especially when you're depressed because when you're depressed... It's your mind basically giving yourself all those negative thoughts. Anything mm-hmm. that's going to make you feel, get into that black hole, your mind will push you towards that. It's kind of like in the situation we're in now, right? I'm sure a lot of people are getting depressed because they're like, oh, I'm not making money. I'm not going to work. Um, yep. I'm not doing anything with my life. But that's my thing. You can look at it that way or you can look at it in another way where yeah i'm not working so i should be grateful because if i was these people on the front line for example they're putting their their lives at risk i don't have to take that risk so i should be thankful i should be you know thanking god that 
you know, luckily I get to stay home and Mm -hmm. I'm safe and I can just self-isolate, you know? Again, with other things, I'm not making money, but you have to understand, like, okay, you're not making money, but there's people out there who are not making money and they're losing money. So find the things that are going well for you and be grateful for it. Be grateful for it. Tell yourself that things will get better and push yourself. Because, again, a lot of people can see this as, like, oh, I'm wasting, like, three months of my life right now doing nothing so do something you know renovate your basement uh organize your closet do things that you didn't have time to do and use that time productively so i think it's just really trying to what i'm trying to say is just basically look at the good things in life and tell yourself like yeah there's some shitty things happening right now but there's still things that I have going for myself. There's still things that I need to be grateful for. There's still things that, you know, I have to thank God for. You know, my family's safe. I have a roof on top of my head. And it's just trying to get your mind out of that, like, dark hole and just mm-hmm. looking forward to things that, you know, just look at the brighter side of things pretty much. Yeah, it's hard. The thing is, like, even with all that advice when you're going through something like that it's so much easier said than done that's the problem with like giving advice on depression that like as much as everything that you just said is like yeah i like 100 percent would say the same thing but it's also like shit because when you're going through it it's like it's so hard it's so hard to like shower and to eat and to get up let alone work on things that make you happy and be positive because it's like you're so stuck in this place which is so sad but you also like to do all the things that brenda just said like you also have to really um understand that like no one's gonna do it for you and no one's gonna force you to get out of bed no one's gonna push you into the shower no one's going to push you to go do things you love so you have to really make the decision to do it for yourself and understand that like if you don't do it no one's going to and you just gotta do it as for advice on who your friends may or may not be we have a whole episode about like toxic friends so i would go into it now but i think that if that's an issue for you you would really benefit from listening to our episode on toxic friends because we really break down like how to spot one and what to do about them and how to break up with them so i think you should check that episode out uh, I think also a good episode for you to check out is the one about self-love because, again, mm. like, depression also comes within stuff that we're not happy with ourselves or mm. things that make us feel a certain way. So I feel like if you find things that you can be grateful for, things that you can achieve for yourself, then it will it could help you overcome certain feelings that you're feeling. Yeah, it could, like, push you to want to make even more better decisions. So if you start with self-love, if you love yourself so much, you're going to sit around and be like, why am I allowing myself to be stuck in this place? And then you'll probably start working on yourself even more. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely stages in it and there's definitely Mm -hmm. steps to improve it. So if it's still not helping, again, try to seek professional help, you know, a therapist or something that can motivate you, put a schedule on your stuff that you need to like Mm -hmm. keep moving towards. Um, okay, so this question is, hey there, my question for you is, can I, how can I stop caring so much about what others think of me? Feeling inferior, thanks. This is something that helped me. Like, when I, I mean, I definitely still care what people think sometimes. Like, I have trouble, like, vlogging in public because I'm like, oh my god, like, I look crazy. Like, I definitely still have thoughts. Um, but what I do when I find myself in a place of, like, oh, I'm, I'm really thinking about what other people are thinking, then I like think to myself like okay the worst possible situation that could happen of someone having a thought about me so i'll give you an example let's say i'm like i don't know let's say i I took the bus still and i was at the bus stop and i was humming my favorite song and then i like realized oh my god i'm humming out loud like people probably think i'm so weird right i know that sounds dumb but when you have anxiety like these things actually you think about them so let's say i have that thought then i put myself into another place of like okay so like yeah someone notices i'm humming what's the worst possible thing that they could think about me? And then I'm like, okay, the worst possible thing they could think is that I'm weird, okay? Are they going to come up to me and tell me I'm weird? No. Am I ever going to figure out what they're thinking of me? No. Are they going to make a comment, make me feel stupid? No. So, like, what does it matter, you know? So you kind of think about the worst-case scenario, and you'll realize how small it is and how insignificant it is and how little people actually give a fuck – I know I'm rambling, but one more thing that helped me is I started thinking about how 
much I think about other people and how much I care about other people. And I realize I don't like if I'm walking down the street and I see someone doing something weird, I'll register it for half a second. I'll move on. So like we're all too self-absorbed to really give a fuck about what other people are thinking. I mean, about what other people are doing. So when you realize how self-absorbed everyone really is and how unconcerned they are with what other people are doing, I think you'll realize like no one actually gives a fuck about what you're doing. No one's actually thinking about you. Not in a mean way, but like you can really do whatever you want because no one cares about you. And that sounds so mean, but it's just a fact. Like no one really cares what you're doing. If you're dancing on the street, like they don't care what you're doing. So like you don't need to be concerned with their opinion of you. it's true i 100 percent agree with you again when you're thinking about what other people think of you it's just you putting that thought in your head Mm -hmm. because you you know yourself and you're like okay i'm acting weird but the person across the street sees you they're probably gonna think like oh this is toronto like this is normal Mm -hmm. like it's all in your head really like and the thing is too what helps me what helps me the most overcome it because i know i'm like very critical of myself too i'm just like oh fuck everyone's gonna hear this yeah what are they gonna think are they gonna misinterpret it like what the fuck but the biggest thing is like at the end of the day you don't know these people <laughs> like it's what i tell myself when i go on vacation like i don't really care who sees me or what i do because i'm gonna see them today and then after that i'll never know them yeah. they'll never remember me like, I'll never see them again. So just do you. If it's something you like doing and it makes you happy, mm-hmm. fuck what everybody else thinks. Like, honestly, like, and if it is something that you care about, they're going to remember it for, like, a week maybe max. max. And then it's going to be over with. Yeah. And maybe they'll tell the funny story to the, their parents or their friends. And, like, you'll never know what they're thinking, what they're telling their friends. Like, you really don't know. So, like, it shouldn't concern you. But also... I just realized, like, maybe this guy is in college or high school and he's worried about, like, the opinions of his peers. If that's the case, like, just know, like, that shit's going to end. Like, I don't know anybody from my high school. Like, I don't think about their stories. Like, once you leave these schools, this workplace, whatever, um, you, you're you in a whole new world. You're in a whole new, what do they call it, um, ballpark? I don't know what the a saying is. A whole new world. A whole new world. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. like, people just don't give a fuck anymore, so that's what i think okay so this guy sent in a question and it's really long so i'm going to read part of it and then kind of summarize okay so he said i have recently noticed that i seem to carry an aura that makes people i meet extremely attached to me and and to the point where they become jealous and almost obsessive the people i meet want to be near me every second and constantly call for my attention and it is strange to me All of these events took place while I was in school. Then he goes on to give a whole bunch of examples of how it happened, but we don't have the time to be reading all that. And he then said, the list of experiences goes on, but I am so confused. Is there a reason as to why I attract others this way? Is this normal? Has this ever happened to you? Please give advice. This has happened to me. Has it happened to you? So pretty much, pretty much, he's saying that people that he meets become jealous, obsessive, and they just want to be around him all the time constantly want his attention um honestly from the sounds of it though i feel like what you're doing you're clearly doing something right because people are intrigued by you and want to be in your journey because you're doing so well that's what it sounds like to me so i mean if you're doing something good then you should be proud of yourself just be careful who you let in because that's the thing too once you start to do things that people want to profit out of they're gonna try to get close to you yeah okay so i do agree with that but i also sometimes think that like when we attract people like this sometimes it could be because we're like this i'm sorry if you feel like this doesn't apply to you because this might not be you but i feel like sometimes this is like insecurity because if you notice this about other people and people are constantly giving you this energy um a is that really the energy they're giving you or is it just kind of like insecurity so that's just like the first assumption that you make that like they're jealous they're obsessive they're this and that but like what if they just genuinely i don't know i could be wrong i could be totally wrong but i've had this situation before and i noticed that i was feeding into it because it made me feel good about myself and i was kind of insecure because this happened to me like in high school like i'd have like random people that just like wanted to cling to me so bad and like literally became like not obsessed but like just too attached to me 
And I really fed into it because I liked that attention because I wasn't getting it and I was kind of insecure. That was me. But I'm not saying that's you. I'm just saying, like, what could it be? Like, why are you attracting these people, you know? It bo- or it could be what you were saying where it's like you're doing something right and people are leechers and they just want to gravitate towards you because they're like, I want to be around the winning circle. I want to be around people that are doing well. It's like one yeah, I. Yeah, it could go both ways. Honestly, it really depends too, though. Like, if these are, like, true friends, they mm-hmm. will talk to you and tell you what the situation is. Maybe you should just have that conversation with your friends. Like, you know, is it just me or does it seem like every person that, you know, I try to become friends with has this, you know, way of portraying themselves? Like, they're obsessive, they become jealous. Like, what is it? Like, is it something I'm doing or is it something that people are trying to feed off of? Like, what is it? Yeah, this is a strange one because, like, I don't feel like... I mean, I guess he gave us a lot of information, but I feel like I don't know enough about this person to be, like, able to give proper advice. But, I mean, just if you don't like this type of energy, then don't feed into it and be selective of who you allow around you. And I think that eventually you'll start, like, you know, like, you'll stop attracting them as much. Yeah, I agree. So this question here is, how can I get better with procrastinating on things until the last minute? Honestly... I'm a big procrastinator, so I don't even know how to answer that. Um, Honestly, you just have to be focused on what you're doing. Find time and set things aside. If you're very big on getting distracted easily like me, I know when I have to get shit done, I have to, like, literally close myself off Mm -hmm. and just focus on what I have to do and tell myself I'm not going to leave this room until this is done or I put 30 minutes of work into this. And then after that, you can pretty much just do whatever else you needed to do during the day. But just focus... And set that time and tell yourself, I'm going to focus for 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, and I'm going to get this shit done. Yeah, and if you do that, I think it's important that you're realistic with yourself. Like, you, first of all, I think setting schedules will help. Create a schedule, but also be realistic. Don't make a to-do list of 19 things to do in one day when you know damn well you're not going to do it. Because then you're going to see the list, you're going to get overwhelmed, you're going to do nothing, and you're going to save it for the next day, and then you're going to be, like, so stressed about it. You need to be realistic with yourself. Okay, you have 19 things to do. Let's start with two things today. If I have time for more, you'll do more, you know? Because maybe when you do the two, you'll be so motivated that you're like, okay, I can fit a third and a fourth. So set a schedule make a to-do list but you need to be realistic with yourself don't try and overwhelm yourself because then you're going to be discouraged and you're not going to get shit done the same person asked what is a good strategy in staying in communication with people regularly instead of unintentionally going weeks without talking to them even though they reach out ew i do that (laughs) i'm the worst yeah um Honestly, the best strategy is figuring out what works for you and works for the other person Mm because everybody is on different schedules, things change. And as you get older, honestly, you find that you have less time. So it's really just finding a way in order to communicate. Like if we talk about me and Ashley, like you're always busy. This girl's always fucking busy. Like if I need to call her or text her, like I got to be like, Okay, like, I just got to call her in that moment. If I need an answer right away, I'm not texting this girl. I'm literally calling her and, like, hey, I have a question. Answer me. But it depends because, again, like I said, everyone has a different lifestyle. Everyone has different things going on. Their schedules work differently. So it's really just finding what works for you and work what works for the other person. But you just have to understand that everybody is not going to be a hundred percent there all the time like again people have to work people have things to do so there's gonna be a time where yeah you're gonna talk to this person once a week because that's just what it is also i just thought of something while you said that um figure out people's preferred method of communication maybe maybe you're not talking to your friends because you hate that they facetime you every time and all you want to do is text all you want to do is text all you want to do is call you know what i mean so figure out everyone's preferred method and let them know yours. If you hate phone calls, then let them know, hey, just text me, send me voice notes. And then maybe you'll be better communicating because you know that this is what works for you and it's easier for you to communicate when they're using your method. So try that, but also like let your friends know how you feel about certain things because like they need to not take it personally if you are someone that doesn't need to talk to them 24-7. Because some people just don't need constant communication. That's how I am. I don't. Like, I if I don't talk to you for a week, I probably don't miss you. And some people, if they don't talk to you for a day, they'll, they'll miss you. 
So yeah, it's let them true. know. Be honest with them. Yeah, because there's friends that I have that I literally just text every so often and we don't call at all yeah. and there's friends that i call like at least once a week so yeah i agree you have to like i said too though it's like what works for you and what works for the other person and just finding a common ground between the two of you exactly i think that's a really important last question here so hi guys loving the podcast as someone who is shy and socially awkward i'm interested to know how you guys would take a compliment uh, um i say thank you <laughs> <laughs> so genuine <laughs> thank you Um, yeah i feel like um i feel like if you're socially awkward and shy like already it's gonna be hard for you to take compliments but i think just knowing um you know when to be like not so dry and cold like just say thanks like if you're interested then obviously have that conversation going um but if you're not and you're socially awkward i would just say thanks and just move on someone says hey like i love your hair you know just Oh, I thank you. Love yours too. Or Yeah, I usually compliment back if I feel a little bit awkward. Like if it's just like a stranger, yeah. then I'll compliment back. And be like, oh, thank you so much. Like I love your lipstick. And just kind of like distract them for a second. Um, and then just work on like kind of, you know. Just closing the conversation. Like, yeah. all right, well, have yourself a wonderful day. Yeah, I think that it's, it can be awkward sometimes though. It can be like when someone just, especially when they catch you off guard. And you're like, whoa, oh, the worst for me, I get this because when I'm a little bit anxious, the worst for me is like when I'm at a drive through and they're like, I love your nails. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. And then you're just kind of like, hey, debit. And you're just like sitting there kind of silently and you don't know what to say. So I get that. I totally get that. But like, I just like to distract them and I'll be like, oh, thanks. Like I got them done like last week. Oh my God. Like I tried this new color, you know, like just like. Yeah. Like, a, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, a small talk that you're just being nice and respectful. Yeah. Um, I know I do that, too. Like, if someone says, oh, your hair is so... Like, I had that recently. Well, not recently, because I'm not working. But when I was working, I remember someone complimented me on my hair color. Like, oh, that's such a nice hair color. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I recently got it done. And they were, like, telling me, like, what kind of color it was. And, like, you know... And I was like, all right, well, you have yourself a wonderful day. And, like, we just, you know, went opposite ends. But I think just being able to small talk, that's going to also help you, like, you know develop conversations with people in life like when you go to an interview when you want to talk to some guy that you're into like use that as practice as small talk practice yeah okay well that was all the questions guys and i really like doing episodes like this so if you guys want our advice send us dms because this is cool i liked it yeah I like hearing what you guys have to say, and I genuinely like to give my personal advice to people. I know sometimes, like I said, it's hard to ask people you know, so Mm -hmm. asking a stranger is a little bit easier because you know that their answer is going to be genuine. It's not there to benefit you or to benefit the other side. Exactly. We're here just to see the situation and just tell you how it is. Yep. So if you guys like episodes like this, send us a DM. Our Instagram account is Let's Get Real the Podcast. Our Twitter account is Let's Get Real Pod. And our YouTube is Let's Get Real Podcast. Search us up. Make sure you subscribe. Also, guys, if you like our episodes, then make sure to go on the Apple Podcast app and give us a five-star review and a rating. Let us know what you think because we want to know. We appreciate feedback. Yes. And send them to your friends. Send them Mm -hmm. to people who would be interested in these type of episodes. Get them on it. Yes, please do. But with that being said, guys, this was the end of the episode. We'll be back next Monday. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.